I like to open up with scripture, and uh, it's important that we just continue to go over the same things. Amen? And uh, before we get into some practical things of weight loss and the different ways to approach weight loss, uh, that I believe it will be beneficial. And I know some of you have asked some questions. i got maybe six or seven here. But I'm hopeful that, you know, and if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to make up something. I'll just tell you, you know, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, but I'll do my best to answer it with the knowledge that I do have. Amen? But uh, anyway, we're, we'll go through those questions. And then as we go through this, um, hopefully I'll be able to answer all your questions through some of my notes and teaching. Uh, but then if I don't, at the end of it, then uh, Pastor Jordan has allotted some time for us to, to be able to ask some questions. Amen? So let's look at this in Romans 12. I, I like this scripture because it's just so important, as well as 3 John and some other ones. But I like this scripture because there's some, some things I'd like to bring out real quick before we move into this. Um, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. And of course, this is a familiar passage. And he said, I beseech you, like I brought out this morning, Paul is really uh, is trying to be as urgent as he can with the people to show them how important what he's getting ready to say is. And so he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Notice it's you presenting your bodies. In other words, it's you doing something about your health. Amen. So many times in our life, people just let, they just let their health go by the wayside. They focus a lot on their finances. They focus a lot on the, a lot of things but that. And, uh, and as you get older, the body does begin to break down, as we know. But it says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now the Amplified says this, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, in verse 1, brethren, and beg of you, now, I mean, listen to the wording there, I appeal to you and beg you, uh, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication. I'd like to say this, to make a decisive decision. You have to make a decisive decision that you're going to do something about your health. You have to make a decisive decision. Sometimes we can look in the mirror, and I'm not trying to be funny. Sometimes we can look in the mirror and we don't like what we see. Sometimes we look in the mirror and we want to give up because we feel like there's too much ground to make. We feel like, you know, what's the point? I've tried this over and over and over and it's not working, that whole mindset is what we've been dealing with. It's got to change. We've got to approach uh, our health with a different attitude. And if you approach weight loss as not as poundage, but as a renewed mind, it'll keep your mind off of losing the weight and keep your mind on renewing your mind. When you renew your mind, it's going to correlate to decisions, and the decisions you make will remove the weight. Does that make sense? If I'm so conscious of getting on a scale every day and saying, well, you know, I didn't lose a pound or I didn't lose half a pound. Look like I gained this and it looks like it's not working for me. Then your focus is all wrong. The whole thing I've tried to achieve the last two days is to get over to you that it's a mindset. Weight loss does not begin with getting a good weight loss program. That is important and is included. But it starts with changing the way you think. You know, if you change the way you think, no matter where you go out to eat, you're looking on the menu for things that are going to help you. You're not looking at things that are really going to, you know, you're salivating because of certain things you'd like to eat. 
But you're going, no, you know, this, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. You know, it changes the way you approach everything when you have a renewed mind and you're thinking correctly. And all of us need help in this area. So he's saying here that we need to be decisive and we need to be definitive and we need to be dedicated to what? To renewing our mind to how our body is really affecting our life. That's a renewed thing. I mean, I need to renew my mind to think my mindset is my body set, is my life set. It all goes together. Yes, sir. And to make a decisive dedication of your body, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted. That means what? Set apart. Devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God. In other words, our appetites and our choices are not out of control. Our decisions are on purpose. They're decisive. We're focused. That was a word God gave me coming into 2019. It's going to be a year of focus. He said, you're going to have to focus. And for you to get where you want to be, you've got to focus. You've got to be dedicated when others aren't. You've got to be focused when others aren't. You've got to be willing to do what it takes to get on the other side. And a lot of times we can look in the mirror and not like what we see and think about all the, you know, it looks like this big mountain's in front of us and it may be a mountain. But I can tell you, if you do some of these things that we're teaching you, the weight will just come off naturally. You're going to have to eat squirrel food and engineered food and something weird. You just do it naturally and the weight will naturally come off. Because truly, when your body is storing fat, that automatically tells me there is an issue. You know why? Because your body is not meant to store fat. It wasn't designed to store fat. It was designed to use fat. Everybody's body, when it is created, was created with fat. When your body was created, God created fat in the parts of your body because you need fat. Fat makes up the structure of a person's body. Fat is important. But what happens is, is our bodies begin to, it's called visceral fat, and it's primarily in the belly, when we're, we're, not, we're not taking care of our body, this visceral fat multiplies. And it's the only fat in your body that multiplies, and it just multiplies, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, your body wasn't meant to do that. So there's issues that are going on within our health, and it's not because we're getting older. Now, that lends to it, especially when you start running yourself down. But at the same time, we've got to say, you know what, this is my body, I only have one. And I want to live in this body to its fullness. I want to treat it the way I should be treating it that brings glory to God. So that I'll live long and live healthy all the days of my life and then go home when I'm ready to go home. And, and, and another example, and to be an example. To be an example to the body of Christ and be the example to other people. That you're not a person that is out of control. That you are decisive and you're dedicated to change. You're committed to change. You have to be committed to this. You have to be committed to change. Amen. Amen. And so uh, it says as a living sacrifice. I didn't mean to go on this long, but anyway. As a living sacrifice, wholly devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. I'm spending a lot of time on this because this is really what really helped me when I first started. 
I said, you know what? I'm going to not only change the way I think, but I'm going to make my body glorify God. And I'm going to make sure that what I put in it, the way I treat it, glorifies God. Amen. And that's where I started. Amen. Presenting our body as a living sacrifice to the Lord is giving up the way we want to live. If I'm going to present myself as a living sacrifice to the Lord, I have to give up the way I want to live. I have to give up the way I want to eat. I got to change the way I eat. I got to change the way I think. I got to change the way I train. I got to change the way everything about me that's going to bring glory to God. Are you with me? As a living sacrifice. So I have to give up the way I want to live. I mean, all of us would just like to sit down and eat a bucket of chicken and have a big old piece of cake and... You know, and get up in the next morning and have Pop-Tarts and all sorts of stuff we don't need. And, you know, and not even really think about what's going in our mouth. Just And not even think about it. But yet what happens is, is our health begins to break down. And unfortunately, sometimes that's the way we approach life. Without focus. So it says here that as a living sacrifice is giving up the way we want to live and live the way that brings glory to him. Would you say amen to that? Amen. So in this session, what we want to talk about a little bit is weight loss, how to lose the weight, how to approach weight loss, talk a little bit about exercise, and then have some um, questions and answers at the end uh, if you still have some questions. But here's the thing. You need, there's a couple things that I want to mention. Before you decide any weight loss regimen or program, you must first nutrify yourself. Without the 90 essential minerals, vitamins, amino acids, and fatty acids, uh, it's not going to work. It's vitally important that you realize if you don't start by filling up your tank, then you'll burn through the little minerals you have, and you won't lose the weight you desire. It starts with nutrifying yourself. When it comes to weight loss, you don't choose a diet, you choose a way of life. You choose the way you're going to live for the rest, the way you're going to eat. So in other words, if I'm approaching, I want to lose weight. So I'm not looking for the latest fad diet, whether it's keto, whether it's weight loss or weight watchers, whether it's Nutrisystem or whether it's paleo diet. I understand all those diets. Um, I'm not approaching it that way. I'm approaching it in a way that is going to, I'm going to enjoy the way I eat and enjoy the things I eat. I just have to watch what I eat. That's a different mindset. Because if you ordered certain foods online, they're going to send you engineered food to your house. And yes, here, here you're, going, you're going to lose weight, but you're not neutrified. So your cells are still not neutrified because it's not in the food they're giving you. All they are doing, I'm going to tell you what they're doing. You want me to tell you what they're doing? They're giving you a re- caloric-restricted diet. And the reason why you're losing the weight is because they put fillers in to fill you up. Your, cal- your calories are lower, so you lose weight. And then when you're done eating all that food, you, get, you blow right back up again. Because it starts out with being neutrified. Amen. And the products that we're talking about are Longevity products. That's the name of the company. Best bet, as far as I'm, I know in my study, the best products in the world. And so that's where it starts. It starts out with me neutrifying myself. Most people, when it comes to weight loss, they go to a food restriction. 
When you go to food restrictions, guess what that does? It denutrifies you even more. So that approach is wrong. Yeah, you lost the weight, but as soon as you start eating again, it all comes back on it even more. So that went really well. See, that didn't work. So when it comes to weight loss, don't choose a diet you, you can't stay on. Don't choose a way of eating that you can't stay on. Amen. In other words, it's not a diet you're choosing, but a way of eating you can stay with. Diet plans that we often choose are not sustainable. And we, when we go off of them, of course, 95% of them gain all the weight back. So think about that. And so often what we want to do is we want to lose weight and we want to lose it quick. We got to get all this weight off. Summer's here. I got to look good in a bathing suit. I got, I got to get it off. I'm tired of the jiggles. I'm tired of all this stuff. I got to get this stuff off, man. Pastor, show me what I can. How, how can I lose five pounds a day? You know, we want this drive through mentality attitude. That, that, but see, the thing about it is where you are right now, you didn't get there overnight. None of y'all got there in six months. It's been year after year after year after year of accumulating with bad decisions, bad food, that's caused us to look the way we look. Amen. And so we're not going to get there overnight. We've got to first neutrify ourselves, which is, in my opinion, the most important for longevity. You could lose weight, but how many of y'all know? If you lose weight, but you're not neutrified, it's only a matter of time before you break. So now you're a skinny person sick. You don't have the fat no more, but you got uh, asthma and you got, you know, allergies and you got, you know, ever seem like uh, everything that comes along, you get sick, you got joint pain, but you're thin. Well, that's not, that can't be the answer. So I got to start with neutrifying myself. Amen. You know, I didn't get, to, I didn't, uh, and let me just say this. I didn't lose 42 pounds by following any diet plan. I followed it by changing the way I was eating and what I was eating. It wasn't, let me get on a keto diet. Now, I'm not against any of those diets. And someone asked me, they said, well, what do you think about keto? I said, well, <laughs> keto's a good diet. I don't have a problem with keto. But what I need to ask you is how do you want to eat for the rest of your life? You want to eat like that for the rest of your life? Can you eat like that? Is it sustainable? Most diets are not sustainable. You get tired of that eating. And when we get tired of that eating because we chose a diet instead of a way of eating, we've made mistakes. Huge difference. So if I get on keto, well, if I get on keto, you know, that's the latest thing. There's some great things about keto and there's some things that aren't so great about keto. There's some great things about other programs that are not so great. They all have their benefit and they all have their place. But the question you need to ask yourself is how do you want to eat? I'm talking about healthy. What are the foods that you like? My, my diet, I'm not on any diet, but the foods I like, I eat, I like. I don't eat foods I don't like. Why would you do that? I mean, that just is odd to sit down and eat something and hope. Because some of that food they ship you tastes like garbage. Can I get a witness in here? 
I learned how certain foods help me, and I learned how certain foods hurt me. The ones that hurt me, I avoided. The ones that helped me, I embraced more of. I cleaned up my diet, and I ate the right amount of calories. And the weight just came off. Of course, I exercised, but I don't. Here's a, here's a fun fact for you. You don't exercise to lose weight. Nope. If you're trying to lose weight exercising, you'll never get there. Do you know why? Do you know how many calories it takes to burn one pound of fat? 3,500. It takes 3,500 calories to burn one pound of fat. That's like running a marathon every day. How many of y'all want to sign up for that? Most of the time when people go to the gym, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but most of the time people go to the gym, they'll burn anywhere from four to 600 calories. It's not even a quarter of one pound. Well, we're losing weight. You're losing water. And you're losing minerals. And you're hurting yourself. I exercise almost every day, but I don't exercise to lose weight. I exercise to keep my muscles fit. I exercise to keep myself fit. I don't exercise. See, when people go to the gym and they're going to the gym every January, gym memberships go up. (laughs) New Year's resolution, baby. We're going to lose weight. What are you going to do? Join in the gym. (laughs) Well, ask yourself this. Did you try that before? Yes. Did you lose any weight? Well, I lost a little bit. I gained more of it back. See, you don't go to the gym to lose weight. But that's what they've trained you. Treadmill equals losing weight. Well, I don't know how long it would take you to walk 26 miles. That's a marathon. <laughs> On a, a treadmill, walking an hour, that'd be about 26 hours to lose one pound. How many of y'all got that kind of time? <laughs> so I'm putting it in perspective for you so that you can see how much we've been doped. Most of the time when people lose a lot of weight, they're losing a lot of water. They had not even touched the fat yet. Fat doesn't want to leave your body until you get neutrified. When you get neutrified and your body is neutrified, your, fat, your, your body will want to burn the fat. When it stores the fat, there's an issue. So exercise can't be the problem, even though exercise is important. But your thinking towards weight loss is wrong. I should be thinking I need to neutrify myself. I need to make sure that I get more knowledge about food and how food affects my body. And then I need to make right decisions concerning what I'm eating. Are you with me? So I began to clean up my diet. And I found out how many calories I was supposed to be eating today or eating each day. And as I reduced those calories, but yet eating dense food, the weight come off. And what I found in the last 15, 16 years, it's all stayed off. Amen. And I found in helping people all these years, for, for several years now, quite a bit, I found that most people, when I start talking to them, they don't eat nearly enough. They don't eat enough. You know why? Because we have a mentality that food is bad. That somehow food equals gaining weight. Well, depending on what kind of food it is. Depending on what's in the food. Food in its raw state, natural food doesn't make you gain weight. 
It's all the garbage food and all the other added calories that we put in that causes us to gain the weight. Because most people don't realize they don't even have a clue of how many calories they need to eat a day. And if you don't know exactly to the T how many calories you need to eat a day, how would you know if you're under or overeating? Most people don't think about it. So we have this mentality that food is bad. And so we eat as minimally as possible, which is not healthy. You burn through your minerals, and that's the wrong way to approach weight loss. I have a guy that I helped in California. He's a big guy, needed to lose weight. He was telling me, he said, Pastor, he goes, uh, you know, I play basketball every day. I play basketball. I like playing basketball. And you can burn a lot of calories playing basketball. He said, I play, he said, I play basketball. And he's probably in his mid-30s. He said, I play basketball every day for a couple hours. He said, and, and, and I've gained 35 pounds. I said, well, what do you eat? What, tell me what you do. Tell me, give me, tell me what your diet is. Tell me what you eat in the morning. Well, I, I, I don't really eat. I said, okay. What do you do in the afternoon? Well, you know, I don't have maybe a snack or two here. The guy is six foot, almost six five. He probably weighs 240, 250. Supposed to be eating 3,100 calories a day, and he's eating 1,200. So the hormone called Lipton is turned off, which causes you to lose weight. He's not going to lose weight. He's under eating. So I told him, I said, what your problem is, is you're not eating near enough. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add, and I worked a program out for him, and he called me back, and the weight just started coming off. See, so my point is knowledge, power, knowledge is power. And so we have this attitude sometimes about us that food equals fat. No, I'm not going to eat. And the first thing we want to do is cut our calories. I'm eating too many calories. Well, how many are you supposed to have? I don't know, but I'm eating too many. (laughs) How do you know that? I don't know, but I just know I'm eating too. I just know I'm eating too much. Well, how do you know? Amen. So weight loss, when you're approaching weight loss correctly, here's how we're going to do it. Number one, we've got to eliminate the 12 bad foods. That's the first thing you've got to do. You have to make a decision that you're not even going to get downwind from this food. Some of you are like, Maybe, I don't know. I'm right in the middle there, Pastor. You've got to eliminate these 12 bad foods because they are destroying your health. And we know what the 12 bad foods are. Wheat, rye, barley, and oats. Why is wheat, rye, barley, and oats so bad? Gluten. The gluten that's in it. And in your book there, I listed back here in the book uh, 11 ways gluten and wheat can damage your health. And I put this article in here so that you could see how bad gluten really is for you. And you could go through this. I'm not going uh, to go through all of it, but it has to do with gut inflammation. It has to do with intest- uh, intestinal problems and uh, all sorts of, uh, of issues that, that gluten deals with in your body. And if you, and if you ignore that and you ignore that truth and you continue to consume gluten and continue to do that it's only a matter of time before your health breaks down it's not if it's when you may go well you know pastor i really don't have a gluten intolerance how would you know well because i don't have celiac disease oh, only three percent of people have celiac disease 80 percent are gluten intolerant you wouldn't know unless you knew the symptoms of what gluten produces 
When you look through that list and you start seeing some of those symptoms, you're going to find out real quickly that you're gluten intolerant. That's why I put it in there for you to read later. So the first thing we got to do is we got to eliminate the 12 bad foods. Wheat, rye, barley, and oats. Oil in a bottle. Any kind of oil in a bottle. I don't care if it's coconut oil, olive oil, any kind of oil. Why? Because of the air that gets into the oil called the oxidation. Oxidation leads to inflammation. So you can put something else on your salad besides olive oil. Amen. Skin, uh, you know, skins of baked potatoes, sweet potatoes, and yams, the skins, when they're, when they're baked and they're crispy. You've got to stay away from it. It's not a matter of wheat, rye, barley, and oats going to have it once in a while. No, you can't have it at all. Well, you can't have no more cookies? Yeah, but you make cookies without the wheat flour. Make it with gluten-free flour. They make it. Almond flour. Potato flour. There's all kinds of flours. Coconut flour. But not regular white flour because it has gluten in it. Meat. Well done. Cooked well done. Meat with nitrates. That's salami. That's sausage. That's bacon. That's uh, ham slices. Turkey slices. All the slices and all the different cold cuts that are out there you can't have them if they have nitrates and fillers in them. Now, if they don't have nitrates and fillers in them, they're fine. Get organic. You like hot dogs? Get organic hot dogs with no nitrates, no hormones shot in them. See what I'm saying? You say, yeah, but it costs a little bit more. It's cheaper in heart surgery. Cheaper in knee replacement surgery, hip replacement surgery. People ask me, I, I did a seminar on this a while back. Someone said, well, let me ask you, how much do minerals cost? So about $125 once you get your, you know, yourself uh, neutrified. Well, I just can't afford that. I said, well, it's cheaper than heart surgery. You can't afford that either. <laughs> and if you listen to me, you won't ever have it. See, see we have this, we got to change the way we think. Again, it goes back to a way of thinking. Pastor Jordan start, talked about it last week. It's the way you think. So we got to eliminate the 12 bad foods. Carbonated beverage at mealtime. We know, we, I taught you that this morning, corn, soy, and fried foods. All fried foods. All fried foods. That is French. Anything that's got fried in it, you don't get it. Fried rice, no. 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 Is that guy fried in front of it? Yeah, you don't, you don't get that. I was with a preacher. I'm trying to help this one pastor. It was funny. We were going by the store, and he goes, man, that's really good. I said, you can't have that. He said, I can't have that. I said, no, you can't have that. How come? I said, you see that first word said fried? You don't get fried. Fried and you don't go together because you don't want to be fried. So if you have to fry something and you just got to fry it, use lard. Use real butter, not margarine. Real butter. It's just cream and milk, just cream and butter, just, just regular cream, heavy cream, if you got to fry. <laughs> I'm probably never going to be invited back, but that's all right. <laughs> I know Jordan, uh, Pastor Jordan, well, you all might not want me back, but 
You've got to get rid of these 12 bad foods. First, I've got to neutrify myself and get rid of these 12 bad foods. It's not a choice. I can't overemphasize that enough. You've got to get rid of the stuff. And don't go home and go, you know what, after we eat it all, we'll go on this diet. No, just, you know, because I know some of y'all are going, hey, you know these fuzz stripes? These are really good. I just bought these fuzz stripes. When we started doing this, people had in our church, they unloaded. I couldn't imagine. I bet it was a dumpster full of stuff. And they go, yeah, I got these fudge stripes. They got gluten in them yet. You can't have that. I can't have fudge stripes. No, you can't have fudge stripes. You see that thing called wheat? It's called gluten. It's called glue, called intestinal problems, called you can't have it. Get rid of it. Well, I got a whole package of bologna. What's it say there? Nitrates. Get rid of it. Now, whether you do it or not, it's up to you. Number two, get on a gluten-free diet. Everybody has to be gluten-free. The dog, the cat, the fish, everybody. You, everybody's got to be gluten-free. Gluten-free diet. Uh, In your book, uh, on the third page there, there's a diet, some healthy meal suggestions. You could open that and look at that. I just put some things in here that you could eat for breakfast that are absolutely awesome. For instance, on the top left, it says eggs. You know, I generally eat four to six eggs a day. I had six today. Bacon sausage. Who don't like that? Cottage cheese. Not fat-free cottage cheese. No fat-free nothing. All right, praise God. <laughs> Heavy cream or almond milk. Almond milk's good. Uh, coffee, of course, and tea. That's all good for in the in morning. You know, and then I put down here the types. You want to do organic as much as possible. And then uh, preparation on the right side is poached, boiled, soft, scrambled. You don't want to, scram- you don't want to fry them too much where, they're over, where they scramble too hard. Just soft scrambled. And then uh, breakfast foods to avoid cereals, bread, bagels. Items include wheat, rye, barley, and oats, soy, whole, uh, whole milk uh, that's high in sugar. So if you get, and most of it's not organic. If you look at a lot of the milks, they got lots of sugar. And if you get real milk, it's about 7 or $8 a gallon raw milk, but there's hardly any sugar in it. So if you're going to get real good milk, that's good milk to get. Yogurt, because it's got a lot of additives in it, unless you get it. Uh, kefir yogurt or something like that would be more raw, which would be good. Uh, juices, all juices. You don't drink no juices past this day. No orange juice, no apple juice, none of that. It's liquid sugar. It's the absolute worst thing you could give your children. We have our kids going to school, give them some orange juice and a bagel. We just loaded them up with sugar. We just loaded them up to, to, to just mess them up. Now, if you want orange juice, get you an orange, cut it in half, squeeze it over a jar, and drink it. You're all right. Well, whenever you, it's processed, as soon as it's processed, all the, all the nutrients and everything are gone, and you're drinking liquid sugar. That's why when you look on the back of that, it'll say one serving, like seven ounces, 54 grams of sugar. Yes, sir. Remember Dr. Glidden this morning talking about all the sugar that we're putting in us? That's why. Juices are terrible. Then lunch items, we got salad, chicken, turkey, fish, all that sort of thing. And then things, uh, then dinner, we got some dinners down there for you. Um, uh, let me think here. 
And then the restaurants, when you go to restaurants, ask for a gluten-free menu and ask them to cook it in oil, or excuse me, in lard or butter. You know, today I said I'd like six eggs, but I want them cooked in butter. I want them cooked in oil because I don't want the oxidation from what the oil brings into my body. Are you with me? Avoid desserts with high sugar items. They're full of chemicals and additives. Make it at home organic-free, and that would be a blessing. Then on the back side, there's some snacks there talking about nuts and Brazil nuts, tiger nuts, macadamia nuts are really, really good nuts for you. Brazil nuts are loaded with selenium if there's selenium in the ground where they picked them. And then uh, jerkies, uh, power bars, uh, make sure you get soil free. There's not a lot of good power bars out there. Uh, of course, Longevity has power bars. They got them in there that are keto bars and they're really good. My wife likes them. And then uh, protein shakes. Uh, you can also get that from Longevity as well. Uh, but, but you want to avoid the soy and things of that nature. Then we put testosterone-enriched foods, some of the things that will help the testosterone levels, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and then snacks to avoid the chips and all that sort of thing because um, it's just full of garbage. You know, when we were kids, we didn't have all the things they have today. And so you got to change it up. you got to stay away from these foods. I can't overemphasize that enough. Was it hard when we started? Yeah, it was. Because I like bread. I like French bread. I like all kind of bread. I don't even have a bring it to When they bring it to the table, I said, just take it back. Is it gluten-free? No, I don't want it. Because I don't want to sit there and smell that French bread. Amen. Especially when it's warm. And then they put down some, uh, some, some butter with some cinnamon in it and stuff. And you're like, Jesus. Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> Gosh, you got to get out of that. And then, of course, we've got all the different, uh, some health tips down there. Use Fitness Pal, which I'll get into in a minute, to track your calories, uh, determine your calorie intake, calculate your BMR, which we're going to do uh, here in a minute. Uh, and then the, I'll, I'll explain some of these. We're going to set your micronutrients. Um, and then I put down here, avoid uh, eating out as much as possible. I know some of you eat out a lot. I would avoid that if you can. You can, you know, now they have chicken in a bag that's already cooked that's organic. You just heat it up real quickly and put it with some vegetables and you got a good meal. Because the food that you're eating at the restaurants are loaded with chemicals. So eat out, you know, eat at home as much as you can. Buy meats that are organic. Uh, because our other meats are loaded with nitrates and estrogen, and estrogen is really bad when it comes to men and women. Too much estrogen in a woman causes breast cancer. Too much estrogen in a woman is one of the leading causes of cancer in women. Too much estrogen. And too much estrogen in a man lowers his testosterone levels, which is really not good. Incorporate exercise at least 30 minutes a day, and I'll get into that. Eat clean, take minerals. Uh, eat to live, don't live to eat. And uh, let's see, uh, so we'll get into that. So anyway, that, that'll be helpful for you as you look at that. And we put those 12 foods in there so that you can, t can, can take a look at that. Go, you know, we're not going to have deep fried this and deep fried that. Mm -hmm. If you like French fries, my wife, we, we get organic French fries and she bakes them. They're great. I still have French fries. I just don't have them deep fried. Yes, I have, and they have air fryers now where they taste just like crispy French fries. And they have no oil. So there's all kind of alternatives out there if we're willing to do that. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. 
And those are great. I mean, they're, they're great. I'll, have a, I'll make a cheeseburger a half a pound or three-quarters of a pound cheeseburger, you know, and put, load it with cheese and uh, have some uh, French fries that are baked. Doesn't hurt me a bit. Now, I don't eat that every day. That would be more like a treat meal for me. But you know what? I don't really have a bite for all that. I really don't. So we need to get on a gluten-free diet. We need to, to, to get our meals straightened up. And we need to get the, the, uh, the minerals that we need. And we need to drink plenty of water. The whole teaching on water. That you need, to, you need to drink at least an ounce of water per body weight a day. Try to drink about a gallon of water a day if you can. Water is really good because it keeps things moving in your system and also fuels your cells and fuels your body. And so it's not connected to losing the weight. is not all connected to the working out. Working out is important, but that's not the approach. Because that's a common myth. The common myth is as I'm going to the gym to lose weight. And the approach is completely wrong. Amen. Are you with me? To have the body you want is 90% nutrition, 10% working out. It's 90%. The old saying that abs are made in the kitchen is absolutely the truth. They are not made in the gym. You see people doing crunches all day long, but you have never seen an obese person with abs. And yet they are just working their stomach and working their stomach and working their stomach. You can't spot reduction. Your body begins to release the fat. When you start getting your, your, your life, your, your appetite in order, your body releases fat where it wants to release the fat. Amen. Because you can't work off a bad diet. That's what people are trying to do. Eat any way they can and go an extra mile on the treadmill. <laughs> it's really insanity. It's really bad. And I'm trying to show you how weight loss doesn't start at the gym. It begins with nutrition. Now, nothing wrong with going to the gym. I enjoy working out. I think that's a great thing to do. But at the same time, I'm not approaching it that way to lose weight. I don't need to lose weight. So, so first thing we got to do is we got to dial in our nutrition before we approach anything. We got to dial our nutrition in. Amen? Amen. First thing we want to do is we got to find out how much weight do you want to lose? You want how much weight do you, how much are you out of weight? You want to lose a pound a week? A pound to two, one to two pounds a week is a healthy rate. Yes. You can lose a little bit more, but usually a couple pounds is, is, is quite a bit. And you got to track your calories. You have to track your calories. It is a must. I use Fitness Pal, my Fitness Pal. There's a lot of different applications or a lot of different things you can use to track your, your calories every day. You have to track your calories. Now, I wouldn't have to track them every day because I've been doing it for years, and I know kind of what I need to eat every day and if I'm deficient in protein or whatever I need to eat because I've been doing it a long time. But you've got to track this. Everything that you eat has got to be tracked. Weight loss or weight gain is all about caloric intake, and what you're taking in. It's, it's because all calories are not the same. All calories are not the same. You can get up in the morning and eat a Pop-Tart, and it's got about 300 calories in it. I can get up and eat three eggs and bacon and have the same amount of calories, and I'm going to go a whole lot longer than you are on food because yes. I'm eating for fuel, and that's just loaded with 
carbohydrates and sugars, which you burn through really quick. So all calories are not the same. Amen? Now let's talk about how to determine and maintain the right caloric uh, levels. I got a screen here I want to put up. I got 15 minutes here. We're going to do this. This is what, what you call a BMR calculator. Did you put that in? Huh? Okay. So here's a BMR calculator. You just put in Google. BMR calculator. You go in there. And uh, I'm going to, uh, if you could, uh, just do me, okay? I'm 6'1". So you just put in how, how much you are. I weigh 180 pounds. I'm 53. And then hit calculate. Now, that number 175410, that's how many calories I need a day to maintain my weight if, where I'm at. All right? Now, what you have to add in on top of that is your activity level. Right? If I'm an active person, I take that number. Seven, somebody have a calculator that can calculate this for me. Anybody got a calculator? Sonny's got a human brain calculator. I know I can depend on him. You got 1754.10, right? Let's say I'm sedentary. In other words, I'm at home studying all day. Use multiplier 1.2. So you hit 1.2. What is that? That's 2,100 calories that I need a day to maintain my current weight of 180 pounds. I need to take in 2,100 calories a day. Does that make sense? Now, if I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to go down where I'm at, then I take the 2,100. It starts with where you're supposed to be. It starts with 2,100, and I minus it by 500 calories. So if I minus that by 500 calories, how much is that? 1,600 calories a day, I will eat the foods I enjoy eating, 1,600 of them a day, and I will be at a 500-calorie deficiency a day, which is 3,500 calories for the week, and I lost one pound naturally. 3,500 pounds equals one pound of fat, right? I didn't eat squirrel food. I still got up in the morning. I still, I, well, I'll get into that in a minute because I don't eat in the mornings, but anyway. Are you with me? Somebody else want to put theirs in? You're bold enough? No hands raised? What do you got, Dad? Go ahead. What do you, hum, hum, okay, Dad is, well, if you don't want to, I won't. I'll do it. He dad's five seven. Five seven two forty. Two forty. Is that what you said? And then he's seven. Uh, I'm gonna say seventy because you're you'll be seventy in October or uh, August. So and hit calculate. Okay, yours is nineteen thirty six point ten, and times that by one point two. What is that? What's that? Okay, 2323. So he needs 2,323 calories a day to maintain 240 pounds. Well, his problem, he said, well, I don't want to maintain 240 pounds. Okay, so what we want to do is we want to what? We want to restrict his diet. It's caloric. We want to take it 500 down. So what is that, 1,900? 1,823 would be a 500-calorie reduction, and that will equal... One pound a week. Now, if you're active, the multiplier will be 1.375, and that's in your book. So let's just say Pastor Angie's a roofer. 
She was working outside. She's very active. She's a builder. Then you were 1.375, right? That, that calculates because you're more active. Does that make sense? So whatever it is, you put yours in. Now, let's just say that you're only eating right now 1,200 calories. Let's just say doctor is supposed to be eating 1,800. I'm only or, eating 1,200 today now. He's eating 1,200. Okay, so let's say he's supposed to have 23. Mm-hmm. And he takes his, and, and let's just say he was eating 1,200. Well, we don't want to go from 1,200 to 1,800 in a week. You're going to gain weight because you're going to shock your body. Your body's going to go, what are you doing to me? So what we would want to do is add 100 calories in over the next few weeks. Does that make sense? So that your body acclimates to that weight. Here's the thing. When your body has enough in it and it has enough calories in it, then it goes like this. I don't need this fat in the face. Get rid of it. I don't need the fat in the neck. Get rid of it. I don't need the fat in the arm. Get rid of it. I don't need this fat. I'm getting enough calories. But if I restrict myself too far, then my body goes into starvation mode and I'm not going to lose weight. See, again, it goes back to we think food equals fat. That's not right. The problem is people don't track this. If I go to a restaurant, if I'm going to Longhorn, that's what I put in. I put in Longhorn, seven ounces of salmon, and it tells me exactly what's in that salmon, how many calories are in that, and I put it into my fitness pal, and then I put my steamed broccoli in there, and I put whatever else I put in there, and it's all calculated for me. I know what I have eaten, and I know what I have left. It's like managing money every day. You have a bank of calories. When you're done with your calories, you're done. You can't have any more. That's why most often I eat before I go to bed. Because the old myth is, well, you can't eat before you go to bed. That's a lie, too. Who likes to go to bed hungry? I don't. That's why I have my last meal generally between 8 and 9 o'clock. Praise God. So your deficit is the key. When you have a calorie deficit, that's how you're going to lose weight. And now what you have to do when you start losing a pound or two a week and some even lose more, I can guarantee you this. If you clean up your diet, get rid of the 12 bad foods, nutrify yourself, get on a calorie like this, it'll come off naturally. And you'll probably lose more than one or two pounds. You could lose four pounds a week. But it's your body getting rid of it because it don't want to pack it around. Yes, Amen? Amen? And then what you have to do is you have to recalculate that once a month because you've lost weight. Therefore, your calories are going to change. Does that make sense? And you go back through the same thing. Adjust, and so you have to adjust that, that your calorie intake. Amen? Now, let me hit on this just a little bit here before we quit. Uh, setting macronutrients. Macronutrients are your fats, your carbohydrates, uh, and your proteins. Those are called your macronutrients. And on your MyFitnessPal, if you go into that, I don't have an example, but if you have a MyFitnessPal, uh, you, those, they're called macronutrients, and that's your proteins, your fats, and your carbohydrates. Now, general, in a general sense, it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing a keto diet because, and you're going to get the right nutrition and you're approaching it that way that this is the way I'm going to start, I'm not going to stay on it permanently, Pastor, but what I am going to do is I'm going to lose weight, but I'm going to, but I'm going to stay with the style of this eating. In other words, it's a higher fat diet. Yes. Is everybody with me? Because my diet is 60% fat, 20% carbs, 20% protein. That's what I do. 
Now, if I'm going keto, it's going to be 70 to 80% fat and 5 or 10, 5% carbs and 10% protein. That's a real keto diet. Real keto diet, it's almost 90% fat. But see, most people can't sustain that. But once you lose the weight, then you go, you know what? I like the higher fat diet. And a higher fat diet is much better for you unless you are a sprinter, a runner, an athlete, then you're going to be more of a higher carb person. But the general sense and the general population, 60% fat is a great diet. 60, 20, 20 is a great diet. Most people don't need near the protein that they get. That's why they have gout. That's why they get a fatty liver. Because you need to realize that when you're eating fats, there are also proteins in that fat that don't register on your MyFitnessPal. So on your MyFitnessPal, like Dr. Jacobs, it may say he's supposed to have 120 grams of protein a day at 60, 20, 20, right? That's all the protein. He's also getting some of it from the fat that's not registering. So if you listen to the conventional wisdom that you need one, one, uh, one uh, gram of fat per body weight, that's wrong. You have a massive amount of protein in your body from the protein and from the, and from the uh, fats, and it's going to start building up in your system, and that's where gout comes in. Most people don't need near the protein that, 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 that they're getting. I would take my weight and I'd multiply it by 0.6. That's all the protein you need, especially when you're on a 60-20-20 diet. Does that make sense? So at 180 pounds, I get about 110 grams of protein a day at my weight. Not 180 grams because I'm on a high-fat diet, which gives me more protein as well. You see what I'm saying? So now I'm way over that bar and I don't realize it. Does that make sense or is that confusing? Wow. Praise God. <laughs> Youngevity does have a product. It's called Slim. It's called, uh, what's it called, honey? Rev. It's kind of like an HCH, but it's not the, the products that they put out. It's a natural product that you can lose one to three pounds, something like that, a day. Uh, and it's, uh, it's called Rev. And it's with longevity. If you need to lose a lot of weight and you put that under your tongue, it tastes, it tastes sweet. It tastes like a, a fruit or something. You put that under your tongue 30 minutes before you eat, before each meal, and there's a strict regimented diet that you get on, and you'll lose a lot of weight quick. So once you, get, once you do that, if you need to lose a lot of weight, that's a healthy way to do it. But again, the approach is nutrify yourself first. Are you with me? I'm coming back to that because you don't want to dump a lot of weight and you're not neutrified. You're going to, your body's going to still break down. I hope that makes sense. It's called ASAP or REV is what it's called to slim down quick. Another way that will really help you is intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is a great way to not only lose weight but a great way to live. Most people don't like that. You know, the conventional wisdom out there that you need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all the snacks in between. Uh, there's research out there that debunks that, and I don't agree with that. So, I mean, you know, if you want to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks in between, that's fine. But if you need to lose weight, you can do intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting simply means you, you can start out by fasting for 12 hours. Let's say you, your last meal is at 9 o'clock at night. Then that means your first meal would be at 9 o'clock the next day. You fasted for 12 hours. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. that's, called a, that's called intermittent fasting. A lot of research on the web. encourage you to look at it. Then after you get used to the intermittent fasting, then you can go 14 hours. So that means if you went to your last, you stopped at 9, your first meal would be at 11. It's 14 hours. 
and then you can stay on that and that's helping you. What's happening when you're in a fasted state? You have youth hormone being released. Your body is attacking its own fat and burning it as energy to get it out of your body so that you don't get shake. As long as you get the calories that you need to get and you don't dump your calories, if you get the calories that you need, you won't shake and you won't feel that way. The longer you fast and the longer you're in a fasted state, the more fat you're going to burn, the more youth hormone you're going to release in your body, and the healthier you're going to be. Because your intestines, your intestines are getting a break. And during that fasted state, they are being repaired. And when you come off of a fast, one of the good things to take is bone broth because bone broth is a very healthy thing for your gut. And so then if you, you do 14 hours and then you can go 16 hours, 16 hours is where you start getting the benefit the most. I do anywhere from 18 to 20 a day. So I'll, I'll usually eat my last meal depending on what my, when we eat, you know, 8 or 9 o'clock. And then my next meal is not till about 4 in the afternoon the next day. So I go all day, and I've been doing it for a while, though. But I'll go all night, all, and I drink coffee, black coffee. And you don't want to have, you can have stevia, which is a good, uh, that's natural, stevia. And it doesn't spike your insulin. So it won't break a fast. Because you don't want to break a fast. Now, I would not recommend starting out like, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't recommend starting out at 18 hours. Most people, they, they, you know, they can't handle that. Start out with 12 and work your way up. But you want, when you're on a fast, you can have coffee, you can have water, but you can't have cream in your coffee. You can't have anything that breaks that fast. Because what your body's doing is resetting itself. You have things being released in your brain. You're going, it's going to your fat cells and burning it as energy. And you have tremendous, after 18 hours, it's almost like I forget to even eat and I got more energy than I did that morning. Because your body is dumping all that energy into you from the fat that you have, your fat stores. Does that make sense? Yes. And not only that, but it repairs your gut. It helps you to process food better. It helps absorption in your body. So it's tremendous. It's called intermittent fasting. And then some even go 20 and 24. I've done 22, uh, but I have a hard time getting all my calories in in four hours. So I'll generally eat at 4 o'clock, and then I'll generally eat at 8 o'clock, and I go to bed full. Praise God. Praise God. I guess I better stop there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, I guess when we get back and then we'll take some questions. I want to talk a little bit about um, keto, uh, paleo diets and diets in general. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about exercising. And then uh, we'll take questions. Is that okay? Ten minute break. What time is it? 6.58 back there, so we'll come back about 8 after, 8 or 9 after.